0: Before we begin, I want to give a huge shout-out to Schmoots for becoming our newest patron over on Patreon. You rock. Thank you so much. In the shadowed corners of Savannah's past, there's the tale of the old Candler Hospital. This story, draped in mystery and whispers of the macabre, begins in the early 19th century. The old Candler Hospital was the first hospital in Georgia, but it's not its long history of health care that chills the spine. It's the legend of the underground tunnel. This tunnel, or tunnels, they say, were not just passages, but a channel to the afterlife, a place where the line between life and death are blurred. I'm Vanessa K. Eccles, and this is Fabled. In the heart of Savannah, where Spanish moss drapes like sorrowful veils over ancient oaks, I found myself standing at the precipice of a world hidden beneath the underground tunnels of the old Candler Hospital. The entrance was a mere slit in the earth, a jagged mouth leading into the bowels of the unknown. My heart pounded like the hooves of a frightened horse as I stepped down the creaking stairs, the lantern in my hand trembling with every step. The air was thick, heavy with the scent of damp earth and something else. A faint, lingering sweetness that I would later learn was the aroma of death. It clung to the walls, an invisible shroud that whispered tales of those who had journeyed through its passageway before. As I walked, the narrow tunnel seemed to constrict around me, the walls pressing in like hands, eager to share their secrets, The light from my lantern cast eerie shadows that danced and flickered, as if the spirits of the departed were guiding my way. Then I saw them. The bodies. They were laid out in a macabre display, a tableau of death's indiscriminate hand. Some were shrouded in simple cloths, others lay bare, their faces frozen in a final, silent scream. The yellow fever had claimed them, snatching them from the world of the living with a swift and merciless grip. The sight of them struck me with a force that stole the breath from my lungs. I'd expected death, but not like this, not this raw, unvarnished portrait of mortality. My hands shook and the lantern swayed, casting grotesque shadows upon the still forms, I forced myself to move forward, my feet carrying me deeper into the tunnel. The smell of decay grew stronger, a sickly sweet odor that clung to the back of my throat. I fought the urge to wretch, to turn and flee from this place of death, but amidst the despair, there was a strange beauty. In the dim light, the faces of the dead seemed peaceful, as if in their final journey They had found some measure of solace. I wondered about their lives, the stories they had left behind, the loved ones who mourned them. Then a sound broke the silence, a faint, almost imperceptible whimper. My heart leapt into my throat as I turned, the lantern's light quivering with my unsteady hand. There, in the corner, lay a young woman not much older than myself. Her chest rose and fell with the faintest of breaths, her skin pale as moonlight. She was alive. In that moment, time stood still. Here, in the carnal house of the forgotten, life clung on by the barest thread. I rushed to her side, my training taking over. Her eyes fluttered open meeting mine in a gaze filled with fear and confusion. Help me, she whispered, her voice a ghostly echo in the tunnel. I nodded, a fierce determination igniting within me. I will, I promised, my voice steady, despite the chaos of my heart. I will save you. Gathering her in my arms, I retraced my steps, Each one a defiant march against death's claim. The tunnel, once a place of despair, became a passage of hope as I carried her towards the light. Emerging from the depths, I breathed in the fresh air, the scent of life. The young woman in my arms was a testament to the resilience of the human spirit, a flickering flame in the darkness. In the weeks that followed, she recovered, her life a beacon of hope in the shadow of tragedy, and I, forever changed by that journey into the depths, carried with me the lessons of that tunnel, that in the heart of darkness, there is still light, and in the presence of death, life endures. The old Candler Hospital in Savannah, Georgia, steeped in history and shrouded in mystery, has a past as captivating as the city itself. Established in 1804, it holds the distinction of being the first hospital in Georgia and one of the oldest continuously operating hospitals in the southeastern United States until its closure in the early 1980s. It was originally known as Savannah Poor House and Hospital. During this time, a visit to the hospital was the last resort because medical knowledge in the early to mid-1800s was very limited. It then served both Confederate and Union soldiers in the Civil War. This period left an unforgettable mark on the building, contributing to its haunted legacy. Perhaps the most chilling time in the hospital was during the yellow fever epidemic. During the 19th century, waves of yellow fever hit Savannah. The hospital played a vital role for Savanians who struggle with the fever. It was during these times that the underground tunnels, often discussed in local lore, were supposedly used to transport the bodies of those who succumbed to the fever, in an effort to prevent panic in the community. You see, according to lore, the hospital didn't want the community to see just how many people were dying daily from the fever, so they'd hide the bodies in the underground tunnel and have them carried away in carriages under the guise of night to mass graves. After all of that, the hospital underwent various expansions and modernization, and in the 1930s, it was rebranded as Candler Hospital. The Candlers were a prominent local family who contributed to its development. The hospital was closed in the early 1980s, when a new facility was built in another Savannah location. The historic building fell into disrepair for a while, but has since been preserved with all of the glory of its architecture and charm. Throughout its long history, the old Candler Hospital has been a witness to the evolution of medical practices, the upheavals of war, and the tragedies of disease. Its legacy is a tapestry of care and healing, but also of the challenges and limitations of medicine in earlier times. With its stately architecture, the building itself has become a symbol of Savannah's rich and complex history, encompassing moments of both triumph and tragedy. One of the most haunting aspects of the hospital was its use of underground tunnels. During the devastating yellow fever epidemics, these tunnels played a grim role. The bodies of those who succumbed to the illness were secretly transported through this underground passage to avoid public panic. It was a morgue, a home for the dead, as they awaited where their bodies may finally be laid to rest. Imagine the hushed footsteps of the hospital staff carrying away the departed under the cloak of night through this shadowy corridor. But the tales grow darker still. Whispered rumors suggest that some patients, in the throes of fever, were mistakenly believed dead and carried away to this tunnel, their faint cries echoing unheard in its depths. The tunnel, it said, is haunted by those lost souls, forever wandering its confines, trapped in an eternal limbo. My husband and I have been in these tunnels. In 2009, long before we moved to Savannah, we took a late night tour that included a stop in the infamous tunnel. It was so dark that night, you couldn't see anything that wasn't lit by a streetlight. The building was in disrepair until 2012, when the Savannah Law School began restoration. After it closed in 2018, the Savannah College of Art and Design, or SCAD, purchased the building. So in 2009, When we visited, it looked spooky, and that's putting it mildly. I'll share my actual photos of the tunnels on a Beyond the Episode post for subscribers on Patreon. There were only a few of us on the tour. I can't explain how creepy it was to walk down the dank, dark, low-ceilinged passages, knowing that all along the walls there were once probably thousands of people who had moved from this life to the next in that very space. It was heartbreaking. There was a feeling of being hidden, almost like a secret, like something that wanted to be forgotten. I believe that was the building's impression. These tunnels weren't meant for the public to see. Everything done within them was to be kept hushed. These people weren't honored. They were forgotten. Our guide told us that one of the tunnels is rumored to end abruptly under Forsyth Park. There's no exit from that tunnel, and it's been long rumored that one of the mass hidden graves of the yellow fever epidemic is under Forsyth Park, the picturesque park that holds Savannah's iconic fountain. This has not been confirmed, though. Historically, we don't know where the mass graves for these souls are. They were never marked. So just like everywhere in Savannah, if you live on what would then be the outskirts of downtown, your home may be sitting on one of them. Who knows? I want to plant a garden this year, but I don't feel comfortable digging in my yard because of my proximity to downtown. Some things we're better off not knowing, you know? Some things just need to stay buried. I couldn't find anywhere that offers a tour of the tunnels anymore. I've heard they're closed to the public, but I'm not certain. Yet those who pass by the old structure, the old hospital, perhaps on a stroll through Forsyth Park, can't help but feel the weight of its history, a reminder of the thin veil between life and death, and the stories that linger in the shadows of Savannah's past. Fabled is produced by me, Vanessa K. Eccles, with music by Kevin McLeod. If you'd like to see the actual photos I took while exploring the underground tunnels and almost 100 other pieces of bonus content, consider becoming a patron for only $5 a month. You'll be helping me cover the cost of the podcast and books while keeping me caffeinated as well. If you know someone who will be visiting Savannah soon, share this episode with them. If you'd like to help the podcast grow, please leave a star rating or review for the show. It really helps those algorithms. Many thanks to these fabled patrons for making the show possible. Holly, Kristen, Kelly, Kimberly, Kathy, Robert, Mary, Camera, Katie, Ronnie, and Smuts. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. to enter an immersive world of tragedies, hauntings, legends, and folklore. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast documenting the rich history of the American South, guiding you through some of its darkest tales and eerie locations. Join us now on Southern Gothic, the podcast.